Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners that have been basically joining me on the show as we come up with all of these topics. I'm doing something a little different. I'm in my office, and instead of using my phone for Facebook, which my daughter said I need to upgrade my phone because she said it makes me look like I had a stroke. So I'm now using, oh, it said it ended my live video. Okay, I guess I didn't do, okay. So I'm using my computer to do it, which is a little different. So I hope that they still have me on live. I know this light is about to drive me crazy. So let me move that out the way. But I was trying to bring some light into the room. So today's topic is one of those topics that when we talk about work, a lot of times I remember when my son was a teenager and he had a job and I would say, how was work? He would say, it's a job. And it was interesting to me because I was trying to teach my children good work habits at a very, very young age. Now, but what I wasn't able to teach them, because I didn't know anything about myself, is work burnout. And that's why today we're going to be talking about this topic, because many individuals are experiencing challenges as it relates to employment issues. Many are, like I said, unemployed. Some individuals may be underemployed, as well as overemployed. Now, finding that balance can be very challenging, and it can be a challenge for many individuals, especially when individuals are already experiencing the stress of COVID, the stress of the holidays, the stress of families, and then working. And when you compound and you combine all of that, it can lead to what we call burnout. So today's show is basically designed to address workplace burnout. Now, I know that there's different type of um, employment positions. You know, we have teachers, and I know teachers are stressed out when we're talking about trying to basically teach kids via computer because some kids may not want to participate. Some kids, you can be like my grandkids, didn't even show up today, which kind of pissed me off. Or individuals that are in the healthcare field, we have nurses that are under a great deal of stress as it relates to COVID. And even myself being in the mental health field, even as a therapist. So these things are affecting individuals from all walks of life, as well as first responders, even politicians and athletes can experience some type of burnout. So we're going to be talking about that because such can cause anxiety, depression, as well as impede or interact with how you engage or interact with others even in a relationship. So that lets you know that it can take a toll on our overall mental health. But help is available, and there is assistance out there. So today I'm going to be providing you information, tips and tools to not only acknowledge and have an idea if you are becoming overloaded in regards to your work, how to perhaps effectively communicate with your boss, because that becomes an issue, because we have different communication styles as well as personality styles, and in addition to trying to just avoid burnout, period, so that we can find that balance in our life. Because I know even myself, I remember hearing my sister tell me, Jeanette, you work too much, you're always on the go, you're going to mess around and drop dead, but the devil is a liar because that is not going to happen. And sometimes we have to learn when and how to say no or to even recognize when our body is tired. So if you want to join me as we talk about this conversation today, because you guys know I do not like talking about myself, and me looking at myself on this computer with trying to do Facebook, I hope it's going through. I'm not sure because I don't see any comments or anything like that, so I don't even know if I'm doing that right. But give me a call at 
387-387-1914. And I'm going to tell you, eventually I'm going to upgrade all these computers and phones and gadgets so I can get this stuff kind of organized because I'll be all over the place. So, again, if you want to join in our conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914. And if you cannot hear me, please let me know because I don't want to do a whole show and can't nobody hear me. Now, first I want to start off when we start talking about burnout. One good thing about the Internet is you can find all kind of information. They have on the Internet what's called a burnout self stress management, where you can pretty much go online and give yourself what's called a burnout test. Now, it's good to do this because a lot of times you may be unaware of some things or people may have to bring it to your attention, but burnout occurs when passionate, committed individuals become deeply disillusioned with a job or career from which they have previously derived much of their identity and meaning from. I remember my last husband telling me, um, I ain't never known nobody likes their job. And I was like, um, how am I not supposed to like my job when I'm the owner of the company? That don't make no sense to me. But the problem is a lot of times we invest, we do too much, we work long hours, we do these things, and we don't realize that that's not who we are. It doesn't have to define your identity, and nor should it be where you have this, it, it, it just become over, overwhelming to where it's become your job, become your life. That should not be. But I want to say that's kind of like a learned behavior because many of us have seen our parents do it, and we thought that that was our way of letting our bosses know that, we enjoy what we do, but we got to find and have that balance. Now, it also comes as a thing that inspires passion, enthusiasm, and sometimes these things can be stripped away. And what happens is they become tedious and unpleasant because then you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So with this test, it says checking yourself for burnout. There are some simple questions that they ask, and all you have to do is click, and one of them is, I feel run down or drained or, or physical or emotionally, emotional energy. That ain't making no sense to me. So 15 questions, I feel run down and drained of physical or emotional energy, meaning I am just exhausted. You could say not at all, rarely, sometimes, often, or very often. And so what happens is you just you ask that, you ask that question, answer that question. Then the second question, because I'm not going to go through all of these, questions, it says, I have negative thoughts about my job. Now, when you start having these negative thoughts, because one of the things we want to do is prevent workplace violence, because we don't want you going in there, you know, talking about y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here and try workplace violence, workplace harassment. We're not trying to go there. The next one, I am harder and less sympathetic with people than perhaps they deserve. Now, that's interesting because a lot of times we think that people should do or feel the way about their job that we do, and they may not always be as passionate. And I'm just going through some of these questions. I am easily irritated by small problems or by my coworkers and team. Now, that right there is interesting because sometimes when you get to the point to where you're getting close to becoming burnt out, the smallest, simple things will get on your nerves. And I am the queen and everybody getting on my nerves. Another one, I feel misunderstood or unappreciated by my coworkers. That is another one where a lot of times individuals want to be compensated or at least to want to feel as if they are appreciated and respected. Question number six reads, I feel that I have no one to talk to. That right there is interesting because if you get to the point to where if you are feeling burnt out and you have no one to talk to, that could be a problem because you can internalize things. I feel I am achieving less than I should. So just answering some of these simple questions 
questions. Okay, here's another one. I feel an unpleasant level of pressure to succeed. Now, that one is huge and can lead to burnout for a lot of different reasons because if you have a boss or if you have someone on your back that you feel or you're interpreting or you're projecting that they are just wearing you down and you don't feel that you can measure up to it or their demands and they're packing on work after work after work, but you feel like you're not getting the support or you're not getting what you need in order to do the job, that can be a problem. Another one, I feel I'm not getting what I want out of my job. But you also got to remember what is it that you want. I feel I am in the wrong organization or the wrong profession. That right there is something that you have to question and you have to ask yourself that question. And I'm just clicking on some of these things. I am frustrated with my part of the job, meaning my role, am I frustrated about that? And the next one, I feel that organizational politics or bureaucracy frustrate my ability to do a good job. Now, that right there is huge, especially depending on the line of work that you are in. Because, like I said, it don't even have to be just being just a regular day-to-day job. We have individuals that are active duty military. We have individuals that are doing all types of assignments. And politics for right now is playing a role in some of the work that they're doing. Thirteen, I feel that there is more work to do than I practically have the ability to do. Now, I'm going to say that one right there is, is my issue because I will sit in an office from sun up to sundown, and that makes absolutely no sense. I feel that I do not have time to do many of the things that are important to doing a good quality job. The next one, 15, I find that I do not have time to plan as much as I would like to. Now, those are just 15 questions, and I can post these on my um, on my page or on my Facebook. As I was doing this, it just gave me a score of 26, and I guess they're going to contact me and let me know what that means. But I don't feel that I am burned out because I do enjoy doing what I do, and I do make time to do the things that I enjoy doing in life, despite the situation with COVID, despite the situation of having to social distance. I know Christmas is coming up. I know only thing about I know that with the work is that I'm missing. I missed having the Thanksgiving dinner with my clients. And with Christmas, I'm going to miss going to eat some of these people's food at their Christmas parties. So, but that's not a burnout. So, again, if you want to join in on the conversation, Let's talk about it. 516-387-1914 because I do not want you to get to the point where you reach the burnout and you don't know what to do and it's affecting you mentally, physically, as well as in a relationship with other individuals. Now I'm looking at some information and it's coming from what's called Active Beat. And it talks about 12 signs to help identify and avoid burnout. Because we first have to identify it as well as do our best to avoid it. Now, with this information, it talks about, unfortunately, it has come become the norm to be chronically stressed out. Now, we talk about stress. Stress can kill. Anxiety can make individuals have panic attacks. People can suffer from PTSD. There's a lot of things that can occur. Now, there's good stressors and there's bad stressors. So you got to know which one it is. Is it a stress that is motivating you to do better, or is it a stress that is enabling you to where it's getting to the point where you can't sleep at night, you're having headaches, and it's causing all kinds of problems? But when we start talking about as we all experience stress, we don't have the, op- of the appropriate resources to deal with the demands placed upon us. Sometimes if those demands upon us is left unchecked, it can turn into something more sinister. Burnout 
is a more it's more serious situation that tends to creep up without our awareness. That is even we even know it's even happening. A lot of times we don't even know we burnt out, but our body will let us know in some cases, and sometimes people will. Now, those who have strong drives to succeed, a passion for their work, or a set of perfectionist standards for themselves are the most susceptible. See, we have individuals that want to be perfect. We have individuals that don't want to fail. We have individuals that are people pleasers. We have individuals that, you know, and, and these are some, they are more at high risk. I want to share a story about a young lady who had a job and she got promoted and people were excited about her promotion. She kind of didn't know. It was becoming overwhelming with COVID. And the lady committed suicide because it became overwhelming. Now, it was dear to me because I watched my daughter go through the grief in trying to work with this woman prior to try to help her and encourage her to let her know you're doing the best you can, but some individuals want to stay, they strive for perfection. And the woman tested positive for COVID. The woman then basically, um, her mother was ill and basically had COVID. And so the problem is she couldn't handle all of that stress, and because she couldn't handle that that stress, she killed herself. And she was married, had children, and that was a problem. And a lot of that was because she was burnt out. And because she was burnt out, even though I don't know if my daughter knew what burnt out or being burnt out consisted of, um, it was a problem. It was definitely a problem. And it led to her death. So part of doing shows like this and talking about these topics, and excuse me because I'm texting my daughter because she's at Firehouse Grill getting me something to eat, and I have to let her know I want a cheddar brisket. But part of this is to educate individuals so that individuals don't feel that they have to kill themselves, hurt others, that there is help available, and there are people that they can go and to talk to. At this time, I also want to talk a little bit about EAP. That's called Employee Assistance Program. With EAP, most employers offer counseling where they will connect an individual with a licensed professional to address non-medical issues and stress-related workout, being burnt out, work managerial issues, all of the other things that are covered. So there are places and people that you can talk to, as well as life coaches. Now, when we start talking about just even the personality of individuals that want to be perfect and those who have strong drive to succeed, coupled with the lack of attention to self-care. So what happens is our work consumes us and we start taking care of ourselves. We start not getting sleep. We start not eating healthy. Sometimes people don't want to exercise. They can slip into depression. And it can leave an individual finding themselves lacking energy or the interest to even keep the pace. And again, if it's left unchecked, burnout can become a big issue with that. And it can lead to feelings of hopelessness and suicidal thoughts. Now, the following are 12 signs of burnout that may help identify our potential for burnout and make the necessary changes to avoid it altogether. Now, earlier I gave you a quiz where you can kind of like take a self-quiz to see if that's you. Now I'm going to give you some information to find out if it's you. That's a driver for success. It usually starts with a passion to help others or the drive to excel in a chosen career. But make no mistake, working long hours will eventually make us sick. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of us don't believe it. I mean, we have individuals that, like I said, I myself, I'm a therapist. I will sit in front of a computer or talk to people from sun up to sundown, but I know I have to be careful and be, main, be, be, my, um, ugh, 
be basically aware of my health. But a lot of times businessmen, people that travel, people that drive long distance, we need to be aware of that kind of stuff. Now, it is common to see higher rate of burnout in helping professions like nursing and social work, but unfortunately the passion to make a difference and help those in need override the need for self-care that leads to pretty much the individual helping themselves. So it is important to understand that we are more susceptible to burnout when we are driven in our work. The key to avoiding burnout is to develop self-care action plan that includes scheduled time for rest and recreation. This may be as simple as sometimes it's taking a long bath and weekends away, no matter how, but you got to take regular breaks from your schedule. And you also have to, number one, two for burnout is you got to manage it. And that's, I mean, I did that. My family got on me about working seven days a week. Now I'm working seven days a week again, so I got to stop that. The second one that they talk about in this article of activebeat.com is chronic fatigue. It's one thing to feel fatigue due to sleepless nights or lack of attention or when we talk about our nutrition, but another to be fatigued all the time, no matter what we do. We may go to bed early. We may wake up tired without feeling, without any having any energy during the day. We find ourselves overwhelmed with the smallest task and begin to do less while calling in sick more. That's a problem. Now, all chronic fatigue may slowly creep up on us, and it serves as a red light that something is wrong. So that's our key to say, um, I can't get out of bed this morning. I might need to get back in the bed, but it's a key. And we also have to make the necessary changes to our schedule. <laughs> I got to laugh at myself. I remember somebody telling me, Jeanette, you can't complain when you make your own schedule. So why are you fussing about you got to do this, 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 this when you your own boss? You make your own schedule. And that is true. But we can't go around trying to please everybody else and don't take care of ourselves. So sometimes we got to make the necessary changes to our schedule in order to help us in the long run. Another thing is the lack of focus. For those who have ever tried to focus on a task only to start thinking of something else, the lack of concentration can be very frustrating. In fact, the inability to focus on tasks for long periods of time can become symptomatic or symptoms of stress or burnout because your memory, you become foggy, you don't forget, you forget things. You got stuff piled on top of stuff of things to do list. And then this can result in missed deadlines at work, inability to achieve important goals, or procrastination. I was talking to my significant other, and the one thing he asked me was, Jeanette, you check them emails? I said, I was up last night checking emails till midnight. I was falling asleep checking emails. But the problem was I still got about 25,000 more emails to check. I tell people, please don't email me. Send me a text. Call me on the phone. I'll do my best to return your phone call. But sending me an email, I got a whole lot of emails that I still need to go through. Now, the procrastination, we got to be mindful of that. Should this become an issue, there are many exercises that one can do to enhance concentration and overcome the lack of focus. Some simple suggestions may be turning off all other distractions, such as emails, or divide large tasks into smaller ones, taking one step at a time. So my point is, don't overwhelm yourself. I had to go through some of them old, um, emails, and I realized I missed some deadlines. I still got some stuff to do. Some of my emails weren't even going out, so I got to make sure that I can't make some phone calls today to let people know I was sending these emails out, but it wasn't going out through my Outlook. So just learn to communicate and know how to communicate with yourself. Another thing they talk about is physical symptoms. Burnout can have a devastating effect on our physical health. From muscle aches and back pains to gastrointestinal problems and weight fluctuation. Burnout can not only cause 
pain and discomfort, but lower our immune system. And today with COVID, we don't need to be lowering our immune system, so we need to be taking care of ourselves. Because catching a cold or a flu, or the flu, is a sure sign our immune system is struggling to keep up. So we need to be mindful of that. And unfortunately, if burnout gets to this stage, the only thing we can do is stop it before our body stops. Reducing our workload and the demands placed upon us, it can be very tough. But if we don't attend to our physical symptoms, we will be inviting more serious health issues down the road. And that means saying no. More often, taking time out, getting enough sleep, practicing meditation or relaxation techniques is a great way to reverse this nasty effect of burnout. And um, also exercise. I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, one of her podcasts, and she was talking about one of the best stress buster is exercise. I'm like, oh, really? But exercising. Another thing with burnout is the anxiousness. Anxiety may be defined as worry, nervousness, or feelings or dreading the uncertainty, but it's another symptom of burnout. You just have anxiety. You anxious all the time. Your nerves are just a wreck. Now, although anxiety may be related to other mental health issues, which we know, it may serve as a signal for us that we need to slow down a little bit. And although we may need the assistance of medication at times, Others may find respite through mind-body techniques such as meditation is huge. Um, Deep breathing, yoga, visualization exercises, and there are many techniques to help anxiety. Um, You can get that, like I said, online, bookstores, stuff like that, that also helps. Another sign of burnout besides the anxiousness is insomnia, where you cannot go to sleep. From lying awake all night, thinking about work, waking up in the wee hours, unable to go back to sleep, insomnia can have a very serious impact on our physical and mental health. So we definitely need to be mindful of that. In fact, sleep deprivation can impair one's cognition, just like alcohol. So the habitual sleepiness can have a negative impact on our memory, eating habits, physical activity, overall energy levels, and our mood. So that lets you know when you burnt out, it's not only impacting you, it's impacting other people. So when you come home from work and your dog is running from you, there's a reason why your dog is running from you. So the dog, your animals can pick up on that energy. So it may help the chronically sleep-deprived to write down thoughts of the anxiousness or stress before bedtime or practice what they call progressive muscle relaxation technique, and that may also help you slow down. But breathing is is very, very huge. So we got insomnia, we got anxiety, we can't sleep, we depressed is the next one. So not too surprising, depression again and burnout are strongly related to each other. And they they did some research, and they found that the difference between diagnosed depression and burnout is in the remedy, meaning if one is challenged with depression due to burnout, the key would be reducing or eliminating the cause of the burnout. And it sounds simple, but a lot of times individuals don't want to let stuff go. It's not worth it. Another thing is the anger. Is another sign of burnout. We, when we start talking about anger, we don't want to be on social media. You know, we talk about workplace violence. We know that some individuals are angry sometimes. We got our complainers. We got our personalities, different personalities at work. You know, we got road rage. People don't drive and get into work. All of that. We got what we call hangry when people are hungry. But anger is huge. And by being in a state of burnout, the experience of such feeling may lead one to default to anger instead of sitting with the primary emotion. Because under that anger is a lot of other emotions. It could be frustration. It could be disappointment. 
It could be um, having anxiety. It could be feeling like you don't, you're overwhelmed. So we see the anger on top of the iceberg because it's very challenging for us to monitor what's up under our anger in regards to the root of it. But anger is a big issue, and it will lead to or it's a sign that a person is burnt out at work. And the lack of enjoyment, although some of us may not love what we do for a living, we find hobbies, social clubs, and recreation opportunities that bring us joy. And we know with COVID, a lot of individuals are finding that they're lacking in joy because they feel like they can't go nowhere, they can't do anything. But we do need to go back to what we love and find in our passion. Another one is isolation. A lot of times we talk about professional burnout. It's individuals who sometimes isolate themselves, and we need to be pay attention to that, especially if an individual is already talking about having negative thoughts or um, negative self-talk or suicidal ideation. We need to be careful when we look at and we see isolation. Because when we're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, burnt out, we have a tendency to shut ourselves off, retreat into our own space, and isolation can be risky business because when we are alone with our thoughts, we can make bad situations worse. So we need to be mindful of that. And feelings of not belonging or rejection, because that's huge, can make things worse if we cut people out of our lives. You know, I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and I'm mad at the world right about now. Everybody I'm disappointed in. So, Amy, you know I'm mad at you, especially if I ain't getting my food today. So when we start talking about being disappointed and we want to cut people off or isolate ourselves from other people, there's a way of knowing when you have to separate yourself from individuals, but not only that, you don't want to just isolate yourself because you feel in some kind of way. And then when you isolate yourself, you engage in what's called negative self-talk because that can reduce your chances of healing or even recognizing that you're burned out because we want to blame everything on other people. And negative self-talk can be reduced if we're able to challenge these thoughts because thoughts relating to feelings of unloved or useless needs to be nipped in the bud. Because when you start noticing that you're saying these things to yourself, you have to basically reaffirm and convince yourself that you are lovable, you're doing the best you can. But this is the one word I tell people, don't say I'm trying, because people's IRS for dollars saying I'm trying is an honest lie, because either you're doing it or you're not. I don't say I'm trying to go to the gym, because I know I don't go. So I don't say I'm trying to exercise, because I know I don't. So the thing is, either you're doing it or you're not. So don't just say, well, I'm trying. So the thing is we have to be able to acknowledge our feelings and take steps necessary to be with ourselves and be honest with yourself. You don't have to lie to yourself about how you're feeling. So if you want to separate yourself, that's fine, but don't isolate yourself totally because you're feeling some kind of way in order you want to disconnect. Now, the next one talks about when you know you're dealing with professional burnout is you have that emotional detachment. And emotional detachment relates to the burnout occurs when we begin to remove ourselves emotionally from our work, from our family, and from our friends. We just detach. Related to isolation, detachment causes a general sense of disconnection from others in our environment. Now, signs of detachment can include taking more sick days than usual, not getting work done on time, and ceasing to return calls or emails. So I want to let people know, just because I didn't return your email wasn't because I was detaching. I wasn't returning emails because I got like five or six different email addresses, and I'm trying to keep up with that in addition to seeing clients. So... The, this defense mechanism can be a result of burning the candles at both ends. But the good news is we can get back to being our socially connected selves once we're able to address the root of the problem and get back on a more healthier path. So those are just some of the things that we can do, and the feelings of hopelessness is another burnout 
that we know. So like I said, those are just some of the signs. So if you see these signs in yourself, if you see these signs in someone you love, please get them some help. So I am going to go off of Facebook Live because I don't want to use your, feed, your news feed and all of that because I've been on 34 minutes, and I'm just going to stay on the air. Again, if you want to join me at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because, like I said, I want to give you some tips and tools as it relates to burnout. I want to know what are you finding to be effective, what's working, what's not working, how did you know you was burnt out, if you know of someone who basically I went just totally overboard, you know, I remember one time there was a guy, he said that his wife went to go take the trash out at her job and died, taking the trash out. She was overworked, stressed out, had a heart attack. These things happen. Um, I brought and I put down when I was talking about even putting the show together, athletes. You know, we have individuals that are just competing. They become so competitive, and they get burnt out. They become dehydrated. They don't take care of themselves. So burnout affects a lot of people in a lot of ways. I am very concerned about our first responders and individuals that are in the healthcare field, our nurses. I got a, somebody was asking if I spoke to a friend of mine, I'm Joy, I need to give her a call because I know she works with a lot of COVID patients. So, you know, you want to reach out and connect and let people know we appreciate you, but you don't have to burn yourself out. And communicate effectively with your boss. Do some team building. Do some things to where you guys can lessen the workload so that one person is not taking all the heat. And if you are a people pleaser, please do something about it. Because even biblically, it talks about he who pleases everyone pleases no one. You don't have to be rude like my grandson and just be saying, no, you ain't going to brush your teeth. I know you're not going to do it. But by that same token, balance it out. It's very important for your longevity, for your mental health, and for your relationships with other people. So, again, I'm going to go off Facebook Live. But, again, if you want to call in on the show, give me a call because I do want to hear your thoughts. And let's keep everybody else in prayer. And if we see the people that are being burnt out or demonstrating some of the symptoms, say it in a nice way, a way they're sensitive, or being compassionate, but let them know, I care about you. I want you to start caring about you. So thank you for joining me on Facebook. Okay, let me see this video. You will be able to choose if you want to save it or delete it. Okay, I guess. I don't even know how to save it. Okay, so we go end it. So don't let me know if I'm going to save it or delete it. Okay, so getting back to the show and talking about, let me see, create, delete. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure this stuff out because I've never done it this way before. So hopefully this worked. Create is processing my video. So hopefully I can save it. Okay, so um, when we start talking about this, like I said, it's it's very important, very important, because a lot of times individuals don't even realize that this is happening. You know, I remember the show, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, and, you know, we had individuals that basically, um, you know, back in the day we had shows that was kind of very instrumental in people's lives to where a lot of times we had parents or that worked long hours. I know my mother worked very long hours. And I appreciate the work that she did, but the problem is sometimes when she came home, we didn't, we would go high because we didn't know what to expect when she got home from work. And a lot of it's because we didn't know what professional burnout was. And so we just, was as kids, thinking, oh, my mother got to go to work, or, oh, my father got to go to work, or whatever the case may be. And we didn't know how to help. So as a child, what we did was we tried to stay out of people's way. And staying out of their way sometimes didn't always turn out to be as effective as we thought it was because 
sometimes we may have made the situation even worse, but we did the best that we could. I'm looking at this, and I don't know what I did, but it looks like I'm going to have to wait for Tisha. Okay. So, like I said, we try to stay out of individuals' way, and those were just some of the things that we, we saw, and even as a child, we didn't know what to do. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about an unexpected solution for professional burnout. Because, like I said, we have individuals that are professionals, we have individuals that are doing all types of work, that have a lot of different um, jobs, and we want to make sure, like I said, that they stay healthy. We want them to know that we love you, that we appreciate what you do, but by that same token, we don't want you killing yourself doing what you do. Because what's happening is individuals are putting their happiness on the line and trying to make sure that they are out there to try to help other people. Now, there's um, what's called, and the reason why, another reason why with this topic, I got a call from a person or a person that contacted me, and he's a coach, a life coach. And they, there's coaches out there that can help individuals if they need to learn how to balance work and their um, career as well as their family. So there are people out there that can help. Some individuals, like I said, they can utilize EAP services, which is Employee Assistance Program. It's free, it's confidential, paid for by your employer to help you network with or connect with someone that's a professional. There's also other things that people can do in regards to listening to motivational tapes, learning how to meditate or and relax and take a vacation. A vacation sometimes doesn't mean that we got to go to Paris, France, or any place like this. Sometimes just take a vacation in your backyard. Create the scene in your bathroom or in your bedroom, you know. So whatever you got to do to learn how to relax. Now, why is it that the more successful you get, the more hours you end up having to work? <laughs> and your work doesn't always stay at work. We all been guilty of that. I know myself. In relationships, checking emails, after hours, when we should be focused elsewhere, going out to dinner, getting phone calls, your grandkids want to play. I remember my grandbaby asked my intern one time, can you give my granny a day off? And the intern looked at her and was like, "Uh, your granny is the boss, so she's doing this. Because my grandkids was tired of me always having to work. So sometimes they would just come visit me at my job. So the, the problem is when we work too many hours or and have too few resources, we end up bringing home more in our inbox. And professional burnout, stress, and anxiety comes home with you. And these conditions are serious concerns because, as I indicated earlier, they wear on your mental and physical health and can make you just plain miserable to even be around now, you might be surprised to hear about solutions for professional burnouts, you know, like I said, coaching, therapy, things of that nature. There's what we called, um, they used to call it a, um, a workaholic because a person can be a workaholic, which is also very highly addictive. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's called the WBTSystems.com, and it talks about the cause of professional burnout, and it's called workism. In a recent issue of The Atlantic, an individual by the name of Derek Thompson says that work has evolved from the, a means of material production to a means of identity production. He describes this as work has taken on a new significance for many professionals. For college-educated elite, the work um Morphs into religion, promising identities, trans, transcendence, and community, and they call it workism. And he points out the decline in traditional faith over the past decade, yet everybody worships something. And workism is amongst a potential form of religion competing for what they come out of church, basically. And the belief is the centerpiece of one's identity and life purposes. Now, I tell individuals, and I've been accused of it myself, where my aunties used to say, you chasing money. No, I'm not chasing money because I don't even get paid for a lot of stuff I do. 
or you doing all of this for for fame, for success. No, I don't. Part of it is I just like to talk. I enjoy doing what I do. But the problem is I can't get to the point or shouldn't get to the point to where I'm doing more of this and less of other things. But I remember my last husband used to tell me that I always had to work until it was time to go to a funeral because I will clear my schedule to go to a funeral. So then we start talking about these different things and talking about being a workaholic or if you are looking at it in regard to your identity or you feel it is your life purpose, if this rings true for you or a colleague, a friend, or acquaintance, you seem to have symptoms of what's called workism and individuals who talk about it but do nothing about it. And, you know, I remember um, um, I, my um, co-therapist friend, Dr. Romain, used to tell me when I would say things, so how's that working for you? Or she got tired of telling me to clear my schedule, and she will tell me, look, you're not going to burn me out. I, I'm not you. I can't, I can't work these long hours like you. So when we start talking about these things in regards to are you busy, you know, do you think you are too busy? They say what's called busy is being under Satan's yoke. We need to be careful with that. But we need to realize that for many professionals, self-actualization is the highest level of Maslow's hierarchy and needs, and it comes from individuals say their work. But every generation has exhorted to the following, to follow their passion and to see a job as a calling. But the reality doesn't always live up to those expectations, which might explain why the rate of depression and anxiety is substantially higher than there were even in the 80s. We got people working too much. But then yet we also have individuals that, you know, are in school, that you could be burnt out going to school, you know, overwhelmed with trying to um, take and pass your exams. So, but we got to find this balance. And one of the things they talk about here is the call the professional burnout, meaning if you do any research on burnout, you'll keep running into what's called a lady by the name of Professor Christina. And there's another guy named Michael Letter, and they identify six factors of burnout, overwhelming workload, limited control, unrewarding rewarding work, unfair work, work that conflicts with values, and lack of community in the workplace. Now, hopefully that's not your job, but those are just some of the things that individuals found. And one of the things they did was they put together a team and they try to help individuals try to build different things, even in their career, and making sure, because there's also personality tests that you can take also to see if you're in a job that fits your personality. Because not only should it fix your your personality, it should be something that you have a passion for doing. Some people go to work just to get a check, and they may not be happy. But don't let that define you. My daughter's asking me, where am I at? I'm in my office. I need for her to call in. Let me tell her to call, to call in. I need to give her the number because I like when she speaks about these things. Again, if you want to call in, because I want to hear what she has to say in regards to tips and tools, because a lot of times, even from a supervisor's position, don't really know what to say to their coworkers if they're supervising individuals in order to let their, their staff know you know what, I I need for you to take some time off. I need for you to take a break. I used to have a guy that used to go to my church, and this man worked so much, I don't even think he even took time off for for vacation, sick time. My sister's the same way. She just work, 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 and some jobs have it to where if you don't use your vacation time, you lose it. She's talking about I can't with a lot of background noise. So, okay, she won't be able to call in, so... She is enjoying her day today, so I guess that's okay. So, um, like I said, if you have vacation time, take it. You know, do something to make yourself happy so that you can learn to enjoy 
your life. So, again, we still have 10 minutes on the air. So if you want to call in, 516-387-1914. I shared this information with individuals personally. I also shared the information on my LinkedIn because I know that there are a lot of individuals that are in the profession that are on my LinkedIn that are, you know, actors or executive directors, clinical directors, you know, politicians, pastors, you know, even church burnout. Individuals don't even realize that such thing also exists to where individuals was going to church so much and they were basically um, burnt out. Now, I want to share some information, and this is also coming from the clevelandclinic.org, and it talks about seven red flags of job burnout and what you can do. So I'm going to just give you some information that they say basically from their perspective because, like I said, if you are a supervisor and you're seeing this in your worker, please allow that person some time off before that person wind up, you know, having mental health issues, collapsing at work, having um, medical issues and relational issues because a lot of times, you know, yes, you want the person at work, with the job do needs to be done, but not at the expense of the health and safety and the well-being of another. So a lot of times we have to also as supervisors be mindful of that. Now, one of the things they talk about in regards to the seven flags of job burnout and what you can do and the expert tips, they talk about a healthy dose of pressure at work can give you fuel and make you even better at what you do. But job burnout or related to burnout, on the other hand, empties you and out and kills your motivation. It lingers, if it lingers too long, it can also have you feel negatively about your life because it affects your feelings about life. But the good news is you can take steps to reverse job burnout. You can also avoid it altogether if you pay attention to the signs. When stress is prolonged, meaning know your stress level, and also be aware of your stressors. I remember I was at work one day, and I found a folder, and one of my employees, I was, I just did a, a, um, a, what do you call it, a training, a workplace training, and I found one of my staff's folders, and when I opened it up, it said, my boss stressed me out. I was like, ooh, I didn't know she felt that way. You know, and a lot of times individuals internalize it, but like I said, as supervisors, we need to be mindful of the role in what we do, too. Now, we start talking about when stress is prolonged, workplace stress burnout involves prolonged and heightened response to work stress in which a person becomes drained from work demands. And one of the things they said was be on guard if you notice these signs. Your performance at work is declining. Your efficiency at work is dropping. You're less confident that you can achieve your goals. Or you avoid work-related tasks. You feel exhausted, or you've lost interest in your work. Now, being a therapist, I've seen that happen, and back then we were doing drug and alcohol groups, but sometimes individuals want to go to work, want to get a paycheck, and don't want to do nothing. That's a whole different story. And sometimes things can be happening at home that basically can make it worse when you get to work, especially if your boss says something or your boss reminds you of someone in your life. So that can be an issue too. So you got to make sure that you kind of balance these things out. So one of the things in the examples they talk about is individuals in the caregiving profession can notice positive results with their consistent effort to help others. But it depends on where you place your attention. But you've got to try to notice the rightness of your work efforts and a positive outcome rather than dwelling on the stressors, the obstacles, or negative characteristics of work. Now, we know emotions can be a tip-off. And before you experience burnout, your feelings will give you some clues that something is wrong. And if you're not sure and you're just going through a rough path or a patch or you're headed down the road to burnout, you've got to ask these questions of these questions. Are you feeling cynical or negative about your work? And are these feelings escalating. You know, you're dreading to go to work. You don't want to be bothered with people. You know, just that feeling. Is your motivation decreasing? Like, you just stop motivated. Is it becoming difficult to perform work-related problem-solving issues? Do you feel yourself becoming more agitated or angry at work? 
are interpersonal difficulties at work spilling over into your home life? Do you feel depressed as a result of work-related stress? And is work-related stress causing you anxiety? If you answered yes, you have some work to do. And one of the things that one could do to get back to normal is change your perspective. Come to work intending to give your gifts as an alternative to approaching your fearfully outcome of of our penalties. Meaning, you know, I heard I used to hear Dr. Romaine say, "I'm gonna go be in a, I'm gonna be a blessing to someone, or I'm gonna go bless someone." You know, when you look at it from that perspective, it makes your day go by faster. It makes things a lot easier. You don't take things personal. You don't feel as if you got to, you know, be a workhorse. You just do what you can. Another thing is, like, when we start talking about if you if you find yourself in the trenches, the strategies to fight burnout, establish good self-care. Maintain healthy habits such as exercise, nutrition, and interpersonal connection. Limit your use to quick fixes such as alcohol, nicotine, or drug use. That don't work. You know, a lot of times, especially in certain fields, you find alcoholism very high, drug use very high, because bus drivers are trying to stay up late at night. So, I mean, stay up, you know, so they take methamphetamines. You got people stressed out, and their use of alcohol consumption haven't increased. That's going to cause you more problems. Another thing is set healthy limits. Find a way to manage your expectation in your workplace so that you don't become overextended. Set healthy limits. Not only setting healthy limits, create boundaries, effective communication. Those things are powerful, and it works. Another thing is keep a healthy pace. Strive to get into the flow of your work and take periodic breaks. Stretch. You know, walk around the office or do things or even at home, but find something to do so that you can create a healthy pace and develop mindfulness practice. Rehearse being aware of the present moment rather than getting into thoughts about the future or past in a way that escalates tension, meaning don't bring up stuff that you know will piss you off. And take breaks from electronic devices. A lot of times individuals don't realize that sometimes the electronic devices can create more anxiety and more stress. Now, do this as a predetermined interval so that you don't always have it on. And attach your work efforts to something you value, meaning notice how your work makes um, things in the world different. Sometimes people say, I want to make the world a better place. You know, individuals that are working towards assisting individuals with COVID, you know, with these vaccines, and they're stressing themselves out one day at a time. So, yes, we want people to live and not die. But by that same token, we have to be able to meet people where they are. So we got to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. So attach your work efforts to something you value and be yourself. A lot of times individuals, their work self-esteem is totally different than their self-esteem when they're at home. So do what you can to reduce the strain of having to project some image that is not authentic. It's crazy because sometimes even the boss will even speak different when they're at work versus when they're at home or when they're on the phone with other people. So be yourself. Be authentic. And if you're struggling over a prolonged period, you also want to consider the source of your That is, you're not a match for a particular career or that the work and the amount has gotten beyond your control. It may be time to consider a change or talk with a supervisor about your case work or your caseload or your roles. I have stepped away from a lot of things that I used to do because I can't do all that. It's too much. So, and it doesn't make you less of a person. You don't have to compete, but you do have to want to stay healthy. So I'm approaching the last few seconds of the show. 
I want to thank you again for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where today's show was entitled Professional Burnout. Because a lot of times individuals are not even aware that things are becoming too much. They don't know how to communicate that. But when you know better, you can do better. Again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. So whatever comes to my spirit or that's dropped into my lap by someone that may want to talk about something. Again, have a productive, blessed day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wear your mask. Utilize compassion for others. And just a pure act of kindness can go a very long way. Again, this is Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage family therapist and the host of Precious Predicaments, telling you thank you. Until we meet again, take care.